millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, hello, and welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinny Wiley. This week, mixed results for Pacific rugby teams in Europe. The New Zealand netball team to tour Fiji. And Pacific Nations vie for 2020 cricket supremacy. But first, rumblings of discontent continue to linger in the Samoan rugby camp, despite players withdrawing a threat to boycott this weekend's test against England at Twickenham. Last month, a group of senior players raised concerns regarding the governance and management of the Samoan rugby union and threatened not to play this weekend if their concerns were not heard. Manu Samoa lock Daniel Leo says the players have had to endure these ongoing issues for far too long and believes that taking this approach was the only way the game would take their concerns seriously. The chair of the SRU and Prime Minister, Toilepa Salele Malialinga Oi, says the players asked for two members of the board to quit and that many of the players' grievances surrounded allowances. The strike threat was withdrawn and the players met with representatives from the International Rugby Board and the International Rugby Players Association over the weekend, with no SRU representative at the talks. The Samoan ambassador to the European Union has since made contact with the IRB and Players Association and is now representing the rugby union in the matter. The off-field issues didn't prevent Manu Samoa beating Canada at the weekend and team manager Namalaulu Samitliota says it has not affected their preparations in camp ahead of this weekend's test against England. The issue that was uh, uh, now in the, out in the media is, uh, was the matter that was raised when we had the camp in uh, Surrey, London, and then uh, before we went to Italy that the matter has been sorted. We advised that uh, it has been passed on to the uh, Professional uh, Players Association uh, to handle and also with the IRP, and uh, so our preparations were not affected. In the game of Italy, going forward, I mean, uh, it was there, but uh, our main focus was made to, to was never discussed again until we got to France, uh, the game in Canada, when the documents actually leaked out, and uh, our focus at that stage was basically to uh, keep the team less uh, disturbed from the obvious uh, attention now was given to the team as a result of the breakout of the of the release. We got through the game in Canada, and this week. Uh, our attitude is to make sure that we are in the team camp in Greenland and uh, certainly we want to get the team ready and get the best team prepared for that game coming up on Saturday. Yes, and obviously that England team's coming off defeats against both uh, New Zealand and South Africa. Uh, there have been high hopes over there that uh, you know they were talking about four wins from four test matches to give them a lot of confidence going into a home World Cup and, and now they are very much under pressure as well. They've had a number of players that have been injured uh, in some of their games and I guess the reality is that a lot of people over there would expect Manu Samoa to be the team that they're definitely going to beat, isn't it? That you guys, you know, have to come up against that sort of uh, expectation. Sometimes people sort of write Manu Samoa off, but you know, this is possibly a really big opportunity for you guys at the home of rugby, Twickenham, a year out from a rugby World Cup where a lot of matches are going to be played there um, to to try and make a statement. I guess the the four loss in a row by the, by England is not the doors any favour. They know that they'll come out strong and hard to prove themselves before their home crowd and I know it's gonna we know it's gonna be a tough match. And rightly so, uh, we need to get ourselves prepared and uh, get ready for it. 
Uh, the fact that England is also hosting uh, the World Cup next year, and even at this stage, all the teams that are participating in this uh, November series, uh, they all uh, use these uh, test matches to get themselves ready and prepared for the World Cup next year. Same with us as well. We got nine new players uh, on board. We uh, get the four of them in the first test, and there was also four new ones that was tested in the, in the last test to Canada. So uh, you know, it's, it's a matter of. Uh, uh, getting a win at the same time, also uh, building it and prepare ourselves ready for the World Cup. Certainly, with the game, the game of England, it's gonna, it's expected it's gonna be a tough match. And uh, and again, the fact that uh, it's gonna be held before their home crowds, uh, before their home crowds, is uh, will make it easier for us. And uh, England obviously have uh, a lot of uh, Pacific Island or heritage players in their squad, and and some of them, of course, are. Uh, uh, very familiar with your players. I know the likes of you know Manu Tuilangi and whatnot have been uh, injured for a while and all that. But uh, there is obvious connections there. Does that does that add a bit of a uh, you know to a match like this? Yeah, certainly. Uh, I think all these players uh, that are in our team are also play here in England in the England league, and uh, uh, they know uh, most of those guys that are playing uh, in the England national squad. And uh, I know between themselves, I think they're looking forward to play against their mates. And prove themselves, and uh, you know they, uh, you know when they play against your country, you think something different when you play your clubs. So it's totally different story when they when they get onto that field on uh, Saturday, and they're all excited to uh, to play against their mates. And in terms of obviously, um, you know the uh, discussions that were had regarding some of the issues with the players, and as you said, that was dealt with uh, at the initial uh, camp that you guys had, but there was a meeting uh, at the weekend between the. Players, the Players Association, and the IRB, which had no representative from the SRU, um, is that just a discussion that's happening on in the background now? Obviously, all the players are available for the squad, and you know they're working with the team and training and all that. So, any discussions that happen in that regard between the associations and the players like that, is that just being kept separate from the team? The issues that uh, was discussed with the IRB, I think, uh, was handled mainly by the senior players. Not the whole team was involved in the even discussions with the management on the. A few of us in the core management um, uh, also have discussion with the senior management. We don't want to make it, a, a, you know, a, a big issue in the team. I know it's, it's, a, it's an issue that's uh, uh, very important to the players and that's their right as players. But as for us as management, we're here to, to run the team and to make sure that, that this schedule that's already been organized is going to go ahead as scheduled. And we're working uh, closely with the players in making sure that, uh, you know, there's less disturbance on... on as a result of the issue that's now leaked out. Uh, they, they did have a meeting in the weekend, uh, and um, again, uh, the, the information that came out from the leadership is that it's now most of the matters being passed on to the uh, Professional Players uh, professional players Association, the IRP. I think they, I believe there was a release that came out this morning as a result of that meeting. Um, I think, uh, I believe that um, in terms of representation of the Samora Union, uh, I believe that uh, the uh, our best our ambassador over here is now in direct contact uh, with the IRP and also the Players Association in terms of uh, Samoa's representation. I think it was just a bit of misunderstanding on the date, but uh, the ambassador is uh, representing the union on behalf of the honourable province and the union in this discussion uh, uh, at this stage. Anyway, I believe he's in touch with. Uh, he has already been in touch with the Players Association and the IRP in terms of uh, you know uh, further meetings going forward as to the issues at hand. So, any discussions and issues that the players are having, or any concerns they may have with the SAU, are obviously separate from 
what they're doing with the team as well. So you're you're keeping those issues separate. And in terms of actually playing and training with the team, that's all that's all under control, and, and they're happy with that. That's correct. Oh, as I said, our our, our aim and our agenda as management is to, to run the team as is and uh, proceed the schedule that's given, and uh, making sure that the players are focused on on what's at hand. And that's the test matches and. Uh, uh, with regard to the issue that's now at, uh, in the media, that's uh, the, the, something for the players to handle and uh, discussion with the player association as well as the IRP. That's the Manu Samoa team manager, Namala Ulu Samiliota. The Flying Fijians are still searching for their first victory on tour after a narrow 17-13 defeat to Wales in Cardiff. It follows an opening defeat against France. Fiji's final test matches against the United States this weekend and head coach John McKee says there's still plenty for them to work on. Yeah, disappointing for us that we, we didn't get the result in the end. Uh, we went into the game uh, hoping to be very competitive and, and with a very positive attitude that we could upset the Welsh. We had some opportunities which we didn't convert into points and you know, with a narrow score at the end, it, it's just dearly. And obviously uh, Wales is a team that you're going to be meeting again next year, isn't it? So you're always going to get that uh, an- another chance against them, I guess. Very interesting to uh, to play them at Millennium Stadium less than twelve months before we meet them there again in the Rugby World Cup. But uh, yeah, so it was interesting to uh, test ourselves at that level and, and just see where we stand. This week, uh, the US uh, a very different proposition. Obviously, um, you know they put their top team out against the All Blacks a, a couple of weeks back, and subsequently they've lost some of their top players back to the European clubs. There's a, a trade off with that, which means that. I guess they'll be uh, at uh, a lesser strength, and, and they were beaten at the weekend. Um, you'd obviously go into this one uh, very much expecting to get a result. Look for us, you know, the, the, we're focusing on is, is our game and the way we play, and yeah, I'd, I'd be confident that, that we, if we can play, we can get a good result in the game. But you know, the, the USA will be be very competitive, and we we need to be on top of our game. It's um, after Tier One nations, it's something you know, as coaching staff, we have to be very attentive to make sure that the guys maintain the momentum and don't treat it as a, as a lesser game or a game that's tagged on the end. And obviously at the weekend uh, they, they came up against um, you know uh, Pacific opposition as well, uh, so I, I guess uh, perhaps that, would you expect them to come at your team, the Flying Fijians, with a, a similar style to, to what they did against the uh, Kalatahi? I don't think they'll change their style of play, play much, but um, we're certainly as, as a as I've said, you know, we're concentrating on developing our game. So probably, probably what we're doing is 80% about developing our game, and, and maybe 20% focusing on the opposition. And, and you know, that, that, that's the way we've approached this this tour. And obviously, this tour is a big opportunity for for many players within your squad to, uh, I guess, stake a claim for that World Cup spot and, and get in your good books, if you will. Um, have you been impressed? Is there anyone that's uh, stood out for you? I mean, in terms of taking those opportunities, I mean, how do you feel about some of the, the new faces in your squad or some of those guys that I guess that are on the, the fringe of, uh, you know, confirming their potential selection? Each selection is important with, you know, with World Cup next year. And, and as, a, as a coach, I want to try to, you know, be consistent and, and, and have the core group involved in all assemblies, which, which we have achieved. We've got a few players who have come into this group who uh, were unavailable in, in June due to injury, but who, who have played um, very, very impressively, and, and, and especially um, Massimo Mathendingo at uh, number eight and uh, Veroniki Onivar at, at, at centre have, have been very strong for us. And there's also other players like uh, Tavita Thavambati, who, who plays at Tatman in New Zealand, who... He's been in very good form in the ITN Cup, and we were tracking him. And, and 
there are some other injuries to second row, so he's he's got his opportunity, and he and he's uh, was very impressive last week against against Wales. So he he's really there's a player who's who's grabbed his opportunity and on the back of a good season in New Zealand, and, he, and he's really put his hand up. And you'll be planning to select your strongest team. I want to pick, pick a very strong team to play, yes, but I'm also conscious of, of um, a couple of players who haven't had a lot of opportunity on tour thus far and giving them a chance. So it's a little bit of, little bit of uh, both. I mean, we, we, you know, we bought you know a total of 31 players have been involved in the tour, so I want to make sure that they that they do get a, get a chance to put their hand up and uh, for, for next year before the before the tour is over. So a couple of those players who who haven't featured so much in the first two games will get their opportunity. This week, but you know it'll it'll be a very strong team we put out on the park. That's the Fiji rugby coach John McKee. Meanwhile, Tonga maintained their unbeaten record on tour with a resounding 40 points to 12 win against the USA. And the Cook Islands residents 15 beat the New Zealand Heartland 15-33-20 in Rarotonga to avenge their defeat to the same opponent during the week. The Silver Ferns will play in Fiji for the first time early next year, taking part in the inaugural Oceania Netball Tri-Series in January against the Pearls and Samoa. Silver Ferns coach Waimarama Telmanu says the matches are an important part of the build-up towards the Netball World Cup in Sydney next August. Netball Fiji president Wanakiti Bongi Drow told Kuro Vakauta that the announcement is a milestone for netball in the Pacific. It is a great news indeed. It's uh, historic and uh, quite significant. Uh, the fact is, uh, the Silver Ferns will be one of, uh, uh, the, the, you know, this is their first trip to Fiji and, uh, first test matches outside of the World Cup against Fiji. And we are just excited to, to host them here. And they are high profile. And, uh, you know, we, we are just ready to welcome them in January. What does it mean to the, uh, the the netball fraternity in Fiji? There must be excitement amongst players and administration alike. Yes, uh, you know, uh, what uh, for us, uh, what uh, Netball New Zealand has done is uh, they've taken into account our development needs, the fact that uh, we do need quality opponents and the fact that uh, the Silver Ferns are coming to play Fiji and Samoa uh, you know, it uh, says a lot about their commitment to Oceania. And, uh, you know, we are grateful to them for considering Fiji and Samoa with the opponents. And also as uh, a lead-up to the World Champs, both uh, Fiji and Samoa can uh, take lessons from the series and uh, hope to improve on their performance against other nations. For Fiji... Uh, you know, we have been out of uh, uh, most of the international competitions uh, by the World Cup because of our uh, we, we were not allowed to go to get into the Commonwealth Games. So for us, uh, you know, we we need these kind of matches to prepare ourselves against uh, other nations. You mentioned the lead up to the World Cup, and I understand you had a series with uh, Malawi that had to be cancelled. How important was it to get some uh, fixtures to fill in the gap? It was very important for us because, uh, you know, with uh, with uh, the Silver Ferns uh, since the Commonwealth Games, they've had a series of games. Uh, for Samoa, they uh, they'll be at the Nations Cup before the World Champs, and uh, for us, uh, the fact that uh, our last uh, international event was in June, it's just very important that we get this picture, and uh, we are 
you know, all excited about it. How, how competitive will Fiji be? You know, we'll go out there and uh, give it our best shot, especially because we will be playing in front of uh, our home crowd. We'd like to give them something to talk about. Uh, we are not saying we are being very realistic in our approach. We are playing the world's number two. And uh, we do understand, uh, you know, that there are huge differences, but we will give it our best shot. That's the Nepal Fiji president, Wanakiti Bongi Dra, speaking with Koro Vakauta. A berth at next year's World 2020 Cricket Qualifier is on offer for the eight nations competing in the ICC East Asia Pacific Men's Trophy, which got underway this weekend at Lismore in New South Wales. Papua New Guinea are the defending champions and a fresh-off historic one-day international victories against Hong Kong and Townsville. Vanuatu are seen as the other main title contender, having finished runners-up in the past two EAP events. Manager Mark Stafford says the Melanesians believe they can go all the way this time. Our guys have uh, challenged PNG. We're certainly uh, through the underage tournaments. We've beaten them during tournaments and, and so over at the finals, as has happened for the senior tournaments. Our fellows are very keen. They know that they can uh, get a hold of uh, Papua New Guinea. Now, in the last T20 tournament, we had them five for about 30 in the final. So there's, uh, there are opportunities there for us to uh, to knock them off. I mean, so what sort of approach do you take into this? Do you go into this event thinking we can win this absolutely, or I mean, do you just think, well, we'll, we'll give it a go and see how we go? Or is, is oh, there is, is there an expectation within the team? See, the team team is confident that we can win the tournament. Uh, we are confident that uh, our players have the capacity uh, on any given day to to beat them. Concede that Papua New Guinea would beat us probably six or seven times out of ten, but we're going to find those three or four times where we're going to win. And I mean, obviously, with Andrew as your captain, the likes of Trevor there, uh, Patrick Mantaltava, uh, Yelani Nallen, you've got a lot of experience in that team now. Yes, uh, and, and they've grown. You know, they've grown from uh, young 16-year-olds that uh, played national level to 22, 23, 24-year-olds becoming more mature, uh, more stronger, and uh, more game-savvy. And obviously, Shane's come on board uh, as the new head coach. Uh, how, how's that? How's his influence? Um, uh, impacted upon the team. He's only been with us for three weeks, but he's he's a positive man, good experience uh, both as a player and a coach, and a coach in uh, in challenging uh, environments, uh, being in uh, in uh, Bangladesh and also in Wellington, which would be challenged many people. Uh, but uh, the he's 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 here. He's got a, an eye for the future. And the future starts now. And so, obviously, PNG are, I guess, the favourites, having uh, won the title previously. Um, do you see any other teams there that could contend or could be a threat? Well, it's very difficult to make uh, make assessments. Uh, we only see them once every couple of years. But uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm confident that the the, the the Fiji guys will have a revitalisation of their attitude. We know that uh, Samoa have got a couple of uh, powerful players. Um, we've seen them before. The other teams are a little less well known to us, apart from Japan, who who will play lovely cricket without a lot of power. You can't discount anybody, and there'll be no games that we go into uh, in any sort of complacent mood. The other six teams vying for the title are the Philippines, the Cook Islands, Samoa, Indonesia, Fiji, and Japan. And Vanuatu duo Miller Elwin and Linlin Mansale have been beaten in the final of the Oceania Beach Volleyball Championships in Manly at the weekend. The duo, who won gold in recent events in Hong Kong and Thailand, 
went down in straight sets against the Australian pairing of Louise Borden and Taliqua Clancy. That ends the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.